Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we are live on tape from the Portland Bridgetown Comedy Festival and the Monsters of Podcasting. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, round two of the Monsters of Podcasting. Jesse Thorne and Jordan Morris. Jordan Jesse Go. Eye of the Tiger. Correct. First guess. Oh, and uh, Mike hit on teeth. Mine. Two. Two out of two. That also happened. You're batting a thousand, my friend. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. So great to be here in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Isn't it neat? I said it wrong because they, they don't like it when you say it wrong. Oh, so you're trying to get their, get their goats. Oh, absolutely. They're Portland goats. Portland oh, how about goats. this? Was, what do you think about this, adhole, assholes? Portland. <laughs> Out in the fucking parking lot. You and me, Portland. Let's go. You I know said what? it wrong. There was a guy who kind of wanted to fight me backstage. A guy who looked like um, a sort of a Portland version of Lemmy from Motorhead, which is to say like oh. Lemmy from Motorhead, but a little bit dirtier. Also, that could also be... A Portland version of a guy that walks around. Yeah. <laughs> Playing pool there, and he says yeah, to guy, me... Just, just quick observation. People, uh, people from Portland are either about to en- enter a... Men from Portland, not to generalize. Men from Portland are all about to enter a Lemmy from Motorhead lookalike contest or a Russell Brand lookalike contest. <laughs> Apparently, there's one going on every weekend that I've ever been here. To be fair, some of them, some of them are preparing for an Arctic expedition in the spring, like sure. a springtime Arctic expedition. So this guy, he says oh, to uh, me, "Oh, North Face." Yeah. So this, this guy says that's to something me, "Something I know." This guy says to me, "Hey, nice suit, fella." And well, for one thing, I'm not wearing. <laughs> he didn't a suit. say "fella," was it? You're, you're not cleaning it up. No, I actually said "fella." He said "fella." And I said, thank you. And he kind of kept locking eyes with me, but I had to walk past him, so I walked past him. And then I I had to walk back and forth because to get between the green room and the uh, wings there, you have to go past this pool table where this guy's playing pool. I walked past again. He says, hey, nice suit, fella. I think he was threatening me, but I'm not sure with what. Uh, maybe I might, it it might not have been a threat and more of some sort of, uh, precursor to gayness that he wanted to have with you but no he had the fire in his eyes and it wasn't a romantic type fire the gays are passionate they're passionate people okay like the latins in that way i walk past him again everybody i walk past him again he says nice suit fella where'd you get that tie like he made a joke that's not a joke I'm confident that's not a joke, but he, but he said, said it, it with a joke inflection. Like it was a joke, and I said, I think maybe eBay? And he said, oh, eBay, huh? <laughs> this guy had your number. He knew <laughs> what you were. I don't know. I'm worried he's going to just bust through that door and beat my ass. <laughs> 
Well, you know, if even if he was standing back there, I'm sure this conversation charmed him. Yeah. So that he's like, ah, that guy's all right. There's no doubt about that. When Off I to whittle something. I, I changed my I ch- I changed my life recently, Jordan. Oh, did you? I watched um, our long time ago uh, co-host, big time Gene O'Neill, uh, has one favorite movie and one favorite movie only. One that he'll talk your ear off about. Uh, it's a little movie called Point Break. Um, has anybody ever seen Point Break? I, I had never seen Point Break, but as I have grown older and grown less comfortable with uh, feeling things, I have taken to watching these action movies on Netflix On Demand. Just I, you know, I, I also, as I've kind of hit, hit mid-20s, have, uh, have gotten surly about feelings. Uh, the other day, uh, uh, when I was in Target, a Coldplay song came on, and I just wanted to leave. Yeah, fuck this. I'm a yeah, I'm sick of feeling weepy. I'm trying to get about all the, Yeah, right. Um, and I don't want to think about all the chances I've missed. I, I recently watched I watched Air Force One recently, okay. in which there's a scene in which uh, Harrison Ford uh, kicks a terrorist uh, off of Air Force One through the chute. I don't remember how Harrison Ford's not falling out of the chute, but he kicks him out of the chute and he says. Get off my plane. That's like a... You're a little late to that party, Jesse. I am? People are totally already over Get Off My Plane. Okay, well, anyway, so I watched Point Break. This you might as some, well be saying, where's the beef at this point? Okay. There's some, there's some stuff that's really amazing about Point Break. One is that this movie is like six hours long. It is like Very four long. different movies. You're watching the director's cut, probably. <laughs> there's, okay, there's um, a, a, another amazing thing about the movie Point Break is, is the part where uh, Patrick Swayze throws a dog at Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh, my God. Every time I feel like, uh, you know, my life has taken a negative turn, I just think about that part, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm doing okay. There's, it has nothing to do with me. I didn't, I didn't, you know. There's a core, that, like, central issue with Point Break that's never addressed, which is the premise of Point Break, if you don't know, is Keanu Reeves is an FBI agent who has to go undercover to track down a gang of surfer criminals who wear president masks and rob banks to finance their surfing. Anyway, understood at the beginning of this film is this premise. The last person you'd expect to be a surfer is straight-laced FBI agent Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he always uh, sounds like he who always delivers a line like he uh, just did a toke and then his parents walked in and he's trying to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing film. There's like twelve. Well, here, but here's the thing: he's also a but he's he's not a surfer. Like he's a uh, he's an ex. Uh, college football star. I feel like that's a believable thing for Keanu Reeves to be. Uh, maybe. I mean, they do have that football scene to establish how good at football he is. And he is kind of a dummy. The, g- so. <laughs> the guys in the football game, they're having this beach football game, and um, they're, like, beating him uh, up. Hold on. Uh, so what's going on? Speaking of point break... Uh, I'm sorry, is uh, uh, I mean, it wasn't a free speech you got forum, part of the, Yeah, it's Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry to do this, but I was informed there's a free speech forum where I would be able to... I'm, I'm sorry, free... are, you, are you Gary Busey from, from Point Break Another? Yes, sir. Yes, that's right. Uh, wow, uh, Gary Busey, everybody. Gary, Gary Busey. Wow. Thank you. Gary Busey, private citizen, first class, reporting for duty. Well, I mean, have, have a seat, yeah, Gary. I it's mean, a surprise uh, to have I you here. It's always great to have a real, a real life Hollywood celebrity, a star of many films, and point break not least of them. Uh, welcome. 
Well, thank you for welcoming me. I understand there's some nice gentlemen people here. I don't mean to interrupt uh, what looks like to be a Garrison Keeler Perry Home Companion evening here. But I was informed that this was a free speech forum, and I, I, I monitor a number of podcasts from my bunker, and uh, and I, w- I was aware of a number of things uh, that this was going to be a free speech forum, and so I came prepared to enlighten these people about the lies that we face from our government and from the society is trying to make us and build break us down into nothing but little monkeys and piglets. You say piglets now? I said piglets. And this is, this is in the news these days, my friends. And I appreciate, I appreciate your service and appreciate your service. Thanks. Have you Thank listened you, Gary. to the, But this before? is in the news with you know this what? swine flu, ladies and gentlemen. We face, we face an epidemic with this swine flu, but I believe there's more to it because the government out there is lying to us. This microphone is booked. This microphone is planted. I don't believe this is a microphone. I mean, it, your it, your voice is being amplified, so I think that part of it is going. You are allowed. Wow. I, didn't, talker, I did not but... consent to have my voice amplified through an amplification system. Well, we technically we didn't consent to have you on the program. And I appreciate I appreciate that system of belief, but I also, <laughs> ladies ladies and gentlemen, I am also a big believer in pigs, people ignorant of government suspicion. And that is what we face with this swine flu. It is from the government. And I am here because I drove here over four hours from my bunker in state of Jefferson in southern Oregon. And I keep my summer, winter, and spring home there. And that is where my bunker is. And I came here to speak in this free sport. Did you bring, is that documentation or something? I have an article from the Klamath Fall uh, Gazette that tells you people right here. You're tearing it. That, that it originated in Fort Detrick, Maryland. The swine flu is not coming from pigs, it is coming from a pig that is a different kind, that is a man who has no appreciation for the Constitution, my friends. Hey, uh, hey Gary, um, I'm, I'm sorry, we, I mean, this is, this is, uh, this this is sort of a con. Is, yeah, I, I mean, I was just wondering, I mean, we're happy to let you, you know, talk about stuff you want to talk about, but maybe just, to, oh gosh, I knocked that over. Maybe I was sorry. Not, too. Hold on, you need to nervous. screen that microphone. No, if it's, if a microphone it's a drops, you must screen. No, I just have, okay. You're screening it? Screening it because you never know when there could be a bug. We are surrounded by you enemies. You just rubbed it on your boot. What does that do? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, these, boots, maybe... these boots are amplified to make sure that we take out negative toxins in anything that it touches. That's why I wear them on my feet at all times. Okay. Right. Uh, hey, maybe just to make this a little more general interest, and, and you know, this is kind of just a general comedy kind of entertainment sh- show. Do you, could we maybe just ask you a couple of just regular interview questions sure, like, about like you, your career? Yeah, uh, I'm happy to because I believe in a freedom of speech, and you know what? I'm a I'm a big believer in pussy purity under stressful sexual instances, and that is wh- that is why it, I don't I do not mind being put under a spotlight and being grilled because I will survive. I will survive sure. this Guantanamo. Right. This okay. brain, I have I have survived okay. being Maybe interrogated by that. the tire of a motorcycle. Save that. Let's just save that for do you, like later. Do you have when... any memories of working with Keanu Reeves? Memories? The memories of working with Keanu Reeves begin at 6 a.m. and end six feet down the rabbit hole. That is a man who is a genius. And what I heard before I came on here was you people uh, disgracing the reputation of a man who is not only an actor but a visionary and a genius. Johnny Mnemonic is a look into our future. It is a searing look. George Orwell was an Illuminati agent. His 1984 is not the truth of what will be happening. Johnny Mnemonic is, a, is the truth, and The Matrix is the truth. And you can read more about this on my website, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 
Is there anybody who could help us with Gary Busey www.garybuseyisthetruth.org forward slash Busey forward slash Hey, Gary, what's your dream project? My dream project? Yeah, if you could do... My dream project is to do... My dream project, my friend, is to do a film version, a film adaptation of the Magna Carta. Because that is where our freedoms come from. And I know these people understand that because you're up here in Portland. Is that a copy of the Magna Carta? Yes, this is a physical copy of the Magna Carta, which I carry with me at all times along with my passport. Is that crayon on it? What's that? Is that crayon on it? you mark it with crayon? Well, I... I crossed out the parts that I don't agree with. There's a number of parts that uh, refer to a king and refer to a feudal system. But there are parts in here that laid out for the first time in the written English language that we have rights. Did you just draw a dick on there, too? No, that it's not a dick, sir. If if you're talking about a dick on the Magna Carta, then I would have to remind you that we are under maritime law ever since the War of 1812. Sorry, it just looked like you drew a dick on it. Sorry. Uh, we're not trying to be rude or anything. Yeah. We're, we're really grateful to have you here. Absolutely. Speak to me like I am a man and like I'm a citizen. Look at me like I'm a citizen. Look at me in my eyes. Like look at, Both of you look at me in my eyes at the same time. I want you to look at me like I am a citizen of this country. Okay. No, you looked away. This is not... Let, let, me, let me explain something to you. I believe in rape. Reaction against predatory enemies. Reaction against predatory enemies. And what you are doing right now is you are preying on the American people and their ignorance. I'm sorry. Um, Can we... Uh, you know, this isn't going really the way uh, we I am not here kind of a as general... a participant, ladies and gentlemen. I am a spectator. I am an outside Gary, attache. Uh, do you, uh, the uh, free speech zone? Yes, sir. Did you know that it's in the... Uh, the it's in the, lo- it's the, the merch booth. Were you expecting an Animaniacs Looney Tunes reaction where I would run out like some kind of fool? And, and look for a speech, speech zone out there in the lobby. My freedom of speech zone is wherever my perimeter goes, where my CB radio band can be heard. I, oh, sir, is there someone out there wow. representing okay, the King yeah. of England I mean, I think, or the sorry, Illuminati? I think the general vibe. Did George here. Bush send one of his agents down here? Because I lived through eight years of a fascist dictatorship, sir. And let me tell you something. I believe in crabs, creating reality against bullshit. I'm sorry, you're swearing too much, and, and this, is, this is not a general interest thing, so we're just going to have to Thank ask you, you to leave. For, I'm sorry. Well, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't mean to be profane. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a formal believer in all kinds of respectability. And I might say to you and your friends, Jesus Christ, get off the cross. And I would say to all of you, I will look you all in the eye at the same time and inform you, ladies and gentlemen, I know you know this. You know it in your heart of hearts that the events of 9-11 happened on September 12th. And I will continue telling this. I will say this in public, and that is the reason I am here. Hey, Gary, I, there was a... Um a car in the parking lot that has a sticker that says, uh, I'm Christian and I vote. Well, that is, that is the right to vote. Anyone who is a Christian has a right to vote. Just right now, I have a car here. in the parking Sorry. lot. I have a motorcycle that is running. I drove the motorcycle into the, into the back of the back out, backstage bar right there. Ladies and gentlemen, I better get my motorcycle, and I have a tree frog I need to feed. Okay. Yeah, well, well Gary, Gary Busey, Busey, everybody. Thank you, ladies Gary and gentlemen. Busey. Thank you, Gary. Salute. God bless you all to death, all of you people. God bless you to death. Wow. Um, Thank you. Thanks, Gary. I wish you the very best with this. You understand that? You deserve all of this. You're hurting me. You deserve this? You're hurting me. And I will be there every step That hurts badly. Okay, you have, you you have liquid on you. That is your, that I don't is like your, your butt. That keeps the, the drugs I am sorry. I apologize. I apologize. 
Gary Busey. Gary Busey, everybody. Hey, pals and friends, it's Jesse here. Guess what? It is Maximum Fun Drive time. That's right. May 1st through 15th is our second or third annual Maximum Fun Drive, depending on how you count the first Maximum Fun Drive. I'm going to say third Maximum Fun Drive. Anyway, as you know, MaximumFun.org is supported by your donations. That's right, donations from you, the listener, etc., etc., etc. We wouldn't be here if you didn't give us money, and far too many of you don't give us money, to be frank. So visit us at MaximumFun.org and make a donation. It goes from $2 a month to $200 a month. There's all kinds of really cool thank you gifts that you can get, including a sweet new uh, Maximum Fun Sound of Young America t-shirt, lots of great books and CDs and DVDs and all kinds of hilarious and awesome stuff, a special thank you gift coming up next week, Um, all kinds of really neat, awesome, great stuff. All you have to do is go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. MaximumFun.org slash donate. And once you do that and you donate, you'll feel a lot better about listening to this show every week because you'll know that you're not freeloading. Okay, MaximumFun.org donate. Do it. Wow, that was the last thing I expected yeah. to happen. Wow, Gary Busey, huh? Uh, well, hey, I mean, speaking of guests, we do have a real we have guest. A, we have another. We have a guest, guest booked on that we actually booked. asked to come. Um, you might know him uh, from his uh, feature film work, including Anchorman, or you might have seen him here with his brilliant uh, improv comedy group, Beer Shark Mice. Uh, you might know him as half of the Naked Trucker and T-Bones, one of the funniest guys in Hollywood. Please welcome uh, David Keckner. Dave. Yeah. Yeah, and David. And a crate. Kinder. He's carrying Very a crate. Very nice crate. Very good crate. Yeah, you Whatever's just clever, man. A, Whatever's just clever. Just take a seat, Dave. Bring your crate. Why did you bring a crate on stage, Dave? I, I needed to uh, place my dinner on the crate. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. It's you a, have beer. a beer. David Keckner has a problem. He has a beer. Uh, Busey speaks the truth. No. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hector's in this shit now. Did you have one? Of, did you fall off of a motorcycle a few years ago and lose a few of your marbles? Or did I finally uh, realize what is really happening in this country and in the, on this planet, in this universe, if it is shit. one? Can you say it in two sentences and then we can two talk sentences about something and we'll move two on. Two sentences. Two sentences and we're going to talk about Hollywood. I believe. That's two words. Shit. Yeah. Mind blown. You know, in listening uh, to the podcast, gentlemen, I realize there are so many things we have in common. Uh, I, like you, am in my mid-twenties. And I, like you, had an interaction with the, uh, as you described, guy, any guy from Portland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And mine was this. I was trying to get past a guy from Portland, and uh, I said, excuse me. And he goes, excuse me. <laughs> I think it was the same guy. Same guy. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a guy from Portland. So guys, uh, it's fine. It was a sociopath who happens to be here. Yeah, he, is a, he has an extraordinary grasp on the concept of plausible deniability. Yes. This guy is yes. the Nixon of starting fights. Yes. 
And uh, but the thing is, if you don't choose to participate, you're like uh, <laughs> odd, challenging behavior. I'm not that guy. I'm not aggressive. What? Did that just happen? Uh, did you read uh, uh, the Malcolm Gladwell book, uh, Tipping Point? I'm familiar with its thesis. Right. Well, they do this. In, he talks about this interesting exercise where they were in an, I think it was an Eastern school. I don't know if anyone's read the book, but they did this experiment where they were in a, a library or a study hall or a dorm or something like that, and I think an Ivy League college, and they would have someone walk down a hallway and then bump into a guy. And then they <laughs> record the reaction of the gentleman they got bumped into. And it seemed to have some odd relationship with where they were born, whether it was of Scottish origin or, you know, like perhaps they came from Kentucky or... or, or, or so it was uh, mostly Scots and Kentuckians. Right. Well, actually, if you read the history of the... See those programs of the history of the English language, a lot did settle in Kentucky and then sure. some of the southern states. Um, but the way they reacted to a person bumping into them, it was either like they got big about it or they went, oh, wow, that was wild. That was crazy. Um, I'm not going to get upset about it. And your stress level doesn't go up. Your heart rate doesn't go up. Um, but I thought that was an interesting do you uh, think experiment. And that, yes, I do think that that was a college professor. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that at this point Malcolm Gladwell could have any thesis in a book and he could convince all of America, especially like Bill Clinton, that it was true. Uh, I'll bet he's a good talker. Oh, man. You know, I read something similar in the novelization of the movie Time Cop. Other than the occasional, uh, uh, other occasional pre-fight, uh, what, how, what do you think of Portland so far? It's pretty, pretty awesome, huh? Yeah? Yeah. Isn't it a beautiful uh, place? It's gorgeous. I really do love it. I'm not just um, patronizing those assembled, assuming you might be from here. Well, we've already been buttering them up oh, with a nice. lot of nice stuff about Portland. Wait till we buttering up, and later we will cook and eat you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as is our one. We won't use any animal products. And if we fry you and we decide to use animal products, it'll be duck fat, the best-tasting fat. Everyone knows that. With a side of foie gras. Um, and then the drippings will power our let's motorcycle. Let's go ahead and shove... <laughs> Did you wait? I have a serious question about All right, Portland. there we this go. Is no, honestly, this question. is serious. Here we go. Jordan and I went to eat some of your world-famous donuts. Enjoy the donuts very much. I'm, I wouldn't say an ill word about the donuts. Next door to the famous donuts is what appears to be a porno theater. No, not a, this, is not a, uh, this is not a porno bookstore or no, a, something you is, might see in a regular place. This is not a business, an adult-themed business that took over what used to be a porno theater. I'm pretty sure we didn't fall through a hole in the fabric of space-time to 1976. Uh, the porno theater uh, apparently has two screens, and from the sign, this is what I derived, uh, one screen says, all male, the other screen is regular. <laughs> Therefore, the two genres of porno. <laughs> Be very clear. You got chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> Be very clear about which theater you enter. Yeah. Yeah. The There's thing, a different experience. The thing about it is that in my mind, I can 
I can understand the existence of a gay porno movie theater. Everyone close your eyes. Because <laughs> what happens in a gay porno movie theater is guys who want to go somewhere shady to suck some dick go to the gay porno movie theater, right? Some say cock, sure. <laughs> right. So... So that I can understand. I don't necessarily endorse it. It's shady. It could be dangerous. It's But you're not judging. Go ahead. But I'm not judging. I'm just saying that. But it does. There's a central thesis there that I understand. Right. But in 2009, for a heterosexual man to go to a heterosexual porno movie theater, one has to presume... To sit down in front of one of the regular films... It, that they advertise on the marquee as full-length films so that you know you're not just going to go in there and get five minutes of jack-off stag picture. You know what I'm saying? You're getting a full 90 minutes exposition, rising action, denouement, the whole nine yards. Story. Yes. And then, uh, and then R. Kelly song while the credits roll. Yeah. So This is uh, the porno version of Space Jam, so by the way. who is... <laughs> who is the guy in 2009 who's like, gosh, I wish I knew w where I could see some pornography <laughs> that I could use to masturbate with. And he's like, shit, there's nothing here in my home that could help me with this. I, and there's nothing available commercially. <laughs> I'll Google porno theater. <laughs> you know what it is? Where can I go to be lonely together with someone else? <laughs> and opposite of the all-male review, not hook up with anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I think you've got There's the essential kernel of it. Zero is, is they possibility. want to celebrate their loneliness with others. There's no other venue right. for you to be lonely together with a group. I'm because not sure typically, it's called a land party, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Boo. Yay. I'm booing myself. It's the yin and yang. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's not any female that goes to that show thinking the regular. Right. Thinking, mm, I'm horny. <laughs> Where can I go? Right. To meet a man. <laughs> I, wa I, I wonder if uh, some, some fellas who are going to see a pornographic movie film um, head there, they see the two categories, and they think they don't want to run into any ladies because that would be embarrassing. They're all male. Well, I'm a fella. And then they end uh, up yeah. getting their dick sucked. Um, I think only after having gone to the regular theater... For a long time. Ah, fuck it. I'm just going to go over there. Yeah. I'm going to bring a wig with me. Right. Ask the gentleman to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> sit through half of the regular show. Then, with my ticket stub in hand, <laughs> enter the all-male review. I'm going, hey, uh... And that's why you uh, need a... on. That's why you need a full-length movie. Yeah, because yeah. that's a... You can't you know. do that with a five-minute clip. Well, here's my kind of thought on okay. this. This is like, what... what you know what? What spawns this is that uh, you know. I mean, uh, uh, us, us, us fellows in our mid twenties. Sure. Uh, you know, we, 
you know, uh, maybe grew up with an internet in the house that right. distributed pornography, or uh, uh, like me, we didn't get uh, internet for a long it's time. It's primary use, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, uh, you know, the, the, the only glimpse of pornography came from, you know, a, a tape found in the back of Dad's closet. Uh, a what? A tape? A tape. Not a know. magazine. Yeah. No. That's already an advancement. Yeah, right, right, exactly. I mean, I, we're, now, we're you're, you're referring to an audio cassette, correct? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, an audio cassette of uh, John Updike doing his voice, and then a lady's voice. Uh, dirty, dirty Updike. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, when I was in Korea, I paid 20 bucks for a dirty Updike. Boo. Boo. Um, we got to get the band back. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, anyway, so, but, you know, there is a generation of guys who grew up experiencing pornography in this way when, you know, going to see Deep Throat or, you know, a, a nudist documentary was like, that's how you jacked off. And like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's probably just around, right. I mean, like, why do they serve liver and onions at a restaurant? It's for people who are used to eating that as an entree, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, like, people who live through the depression. Sure. Um, and it reminds them of the depression and therefore allows them to get erect because <laughs> there's something about their childhood. Mm -hmm. Yes, but... And then, of course, a dick gets sucked. Uh, you know, like, for instance, mm, I... He ordered I, the uh, liver and onions. You know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> he knows there's no local good movies showing. Do you I'm going to follow him home, <laughs> put on a wig, and suck him off. Hey, Dave. Yeah. After this show, you want to go out to dinner with me? To the all-male restaurant? What are they serving? Liver and onions. Oh. Me likey. I'm sorry, we put you no, 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 off. We, no. got that we got distracted. That was better than what I was going to The first pornography... We went down a rabbit hole. Go ahead. By the time <laughs> I was 12, there was internet pornographies available to me. And I know my dad also had a Playboy's most famous centerfolds in his bedside table. In the bedside table, right readily, next to the gun, easily <laughs> nice, easily found by your mother. Well, my my yeah, I think it was must have been open to my stepmother because it was so it was there it was just right there. He's hit step. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm so, come from right, a broken that's part home. So all right, I guess second marriage. Like, look, here's what's going to go on. <laughs> I've grown up. I've learned. Like, fuck it. This won't destroy my next one. Uh, this is going to always be in the bedside table. What if that and not was even what one broke of those... my parents up? That my dad had a Playboy's Most Famous Centerfold magazine. Like, that's the end of that. 20 years of rancor to follow. Yeah, well, I, I never. <laughs> uh, that's healthy, actually, I think. Uh, oh, 20 that. years of rancor? Both. All, all those things. But no, to have the, the Noonie mag. Now, at what point, I'm sorry, I don't know how much time we have. At what point, and if, I know you've got a Jag, you're still on. Uh, but at what point did you find this, the, the discovery? I was 13 or so, something like that, something like a 13 okay. years You're old. You're rifling through. I'm rifling. Well, you know, it was like, uh, you know what happened? You needed to use the gun. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dad, I there need was, to use the gun. There was a grudge? <laughs> yeah, well, I just, um, gosh, you know, I just was in there one day. It was like, it was really like, it was like there was a little bookshelf at the bottom of the bedside table. It was just in there. You're looking for an updike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the age where I need to masturbate. Where the fuck is that John Updike novel? <laughs> la, 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 la.
Over 200 people have now donated to supportmaximumfund.org in the 2009 Maximum Fund Drive, and every single one of those people gets a warm, fuzzy feeling deep in their heart and loin whenever they play a MaximumFun.org podcast. Here's a bonus warm, fuzzy feature. 50 people who were already donating to supportmaximumfund.org, 50 existing donors have joined together a dime and a quarter and 50 cents at a time to challenge you to supportmaximumfund.org. For every new donor that we add during this pledge drive, we will get more than $12 from those challenge donors, which I'll tell you goes a long way towards covering the cost of all the mailing and uh, printer labeling and all that different stuff that we're going to have to do. So all I ask that you do is if you listen to these shows and you enjoy them, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. So you're in there, no one's home. Set the scene, please. Well, I feel like I've said it. No one's home. It's in the bedside table. I don't feel like you have. Is it spring? (laughs) What are you wearing? Corduroy shorts? That adds to it. I'm wearing a teenage boner. A rock hard teenage boner. Very good. Do you have a no no fear shirt on? (laughs) No. He has a a big dog. (laughs) (laughs) Big dog. Please follow or get off the porch. Big dogs masturbate to Updike. <laughs> All right, so you've got... Okay, to... hold on. I wanted to just say our fans are a little predisposed to making fan art. We love it. Please make a Big Dogs Masturbate to Updike t-shirt. I'll give you $80. Let's continue. I okay. Yes. If you want the and the moral of the story is no. I want. The I thing. utilized it to masturbate to completion. <laughs> I... <laughs> what did you eat for a snack afterwards? You could take a page out of the book of Updikes. Jordan, what about you? What, where did you where do, did you ever have to use creative means to obtain pornography, or have you? Because you're a year younger than me, I yeah, feel yeah. like that year could be the year that makes the difference between just internet pornography being ubiquitous the moment that you know your boners become active. Just for the record, that makes you two years younger than me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am. Uh, well, I was. I uh, we didn't. Uh, Internet is. I'm not. I'm not a, a, a tech guy, despite uh, having a podcast and uh, knowing a lot about the Sega Saturn. I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm actually not a very techy guy. And um, you know, uh, in the early days of the internet, I could never figure out how to make it porno. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you the, basically the, just type in porn. The X key. <laughs> Was Three times. Not on the keyboard. I don't know. It just seemed too complicated to me, and I was I was worried that it was a trick. <laughs> I was worried I was being fooled. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Anyway, Jordan had different ideas about what a naked lady looked like, and when it conflicted with those ideas, sure, he knew he was in a trap. Um, and so anyway, so I uh, the the. Summer, the summer that I graduated from college, I 
uh, moved back in with uh, my my mom in You're Orange County, California. You're 22 years old at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And anyways, and so we have the home computer that has AOL on it. And in my Carta. Mom, yeah, and that my mom uses to, you know, forward poems to the gals at work, and that's basically what that computer is there for. And I'm I'm don't trust my cover-up skills enough to even go about trying to pornography on this internet. Let alone your timing skills of knowing when and when she will and not enter the room. Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. Will and will not. I heard. I know that I messed that up. So I need to find some way. You know, meh, 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 meh. So, uh, I guess my only option I figure out is to rent, is to rent it. It's to rent a porno movie. You which, figure out that this is your only option. Yes, or the most easy option. At age 22 in roughly 2004. Sure. This was recently. Um, and... I was such a You're we- struggling against the fact that all of the video stores are by this point going out of business. Yeah, and there was one there was one that was, you know, maybe about 30 minutes away. A half wow. Yeah. I know it was a slog. It was just a sad sad time in my Imagine life. Imagine what you could have done with half an hour and internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a sort of super highway if you will. <laughs> uh, Let uh, me know if I'm going too fast for you, buddy. But that's what I'm talking at. <laughs> Micro what? Um, so anyway, so there's this video store. It's half an hour away, and it is tended by a a a a, a lovely elderly Chinese man. And uh, you know, there's key. there's a there's a curtain, and it's like, ah, oh, shit, am I really doing this? I gotta yes, tell yes, you, yes. lovely through me, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there's a curtain, and I'm like, okay, uh, you know, and it's you know, there's like. Two guys in there with uh, T-shirts tucked into elastic waistbands. And it's Trying not to make eye contact. Yes, exactly. Uh, one actually... Asking st- each other what the internet is. Yeah. There's actually one striving to make eye contact with me, actually. I had to talk now. Um, anyways, and so I, I selected... Wait, did this video store say all male on the outside? <laughs> no, this was a standard... Well, here's kind of part of the thing is that there was a you know standard video store in the front and then you know in the back behind the curtains... This isn't, antiquated thing these days, I realize. Uh, uh, anyways, so I, I get the thing, I'm like, gosh, I don't want to, I can't, I want to seem like a thing, so I'm like, well, I should rent a regular movie, too. Just, you know, so I look like I have a broad swath of interests. Like, well, I've got this, and uh, Red uh, Dawn, and, um, <laughs> well, also, this, uh, this nudie thing. And then, well, why, why not? I lo- yeah, exactly. Also, when you were having these thoughts, you were preparing for an audition on a uh, remake of Happy Days set in contemporary times. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, so I select the movie. I'm like, gosh, oh, well, what, it's going to be something I actually want to see. I shouldn't just get something and return it and waste money. I should actually rent something. So, uh, so I rented a porno movie and uh, Errol Morris's Fog of War. <laughs> Bravo, and sir. In hopes that Good that movie. Chinese guy would think that I was brainy. Which, uh, which one made you more hard? <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I did uh, kind of a Pink Floyd thing. <laughs> I tried to sync him up. And you know I got what's totally amazing? high. What's amazing, too, is Errol Morris has that Interotron, the machine that uh, lets, him, lets the subject of the interview look directly into the camera. And that eye contact is like pew, diamond yes, style. Nice. Yeah. I agree. I agree. 
Um, here's the thing. And you, now, when I grew up, uh, you had to earn it. You had to work for it. You had to find an eight millimeter stag reel in the woods. None of that. <laughs> in the woods would be in the woods. But you had to have the guy's dad who had a workshop, who had a stack of Playboys. Then you would take some of those from the bottom, not from the top, sneak off to said woods, camp out, and then share it and all go, wow, oh, what, you like that? No, yeah. And at the time, this was called an all-male camp out. Right. And... uh, Here's what's horrifying because I have <laughs> I have uh, two sons, and I have and they asked for a tent for Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> and you gave them one. Boing! But it is. I'm booing you now. You're this close to getting Busey back. Uh, <laughs> Busey but it is horrifying because uh, I have all the parental blocking notions. Oh, that's what they're called, notions. I'm as tech-savvy as you are. Sure, yeah. On every computer in the house. <laughs> it's called bric-a-brac, parental blocking, bric-a-brac. <laughs> bric-a-brac, bring it back. Just call it the Geek Squad. Give me some notions on this. <laughs> no, listen, I need a notion on this thing. Triple uh, X notion, and I don't want it. Um, but it is horrifying that as a few errant strikes of X in the appropriate toolbar can bring up any assortment of horrifying hard-on for my son to enjoy. I've been, I don't have children myself, but I'm thinking about having children, so I've been looking into the different stuff that you can get on the Internet, and you're absolutely correct. And you're worried that your dog might actually get in. Right. You know, tappy-tap, pause on the keyboard, Look, and actually get upset. Ever vigilant, ever sure. vigilant I am. Well, the thing is, but it is horrifying. Here's the the other thing is that, look, it's inevitable that any boy is going to find porn. Ladies, I don't know how many young mothers we have here. Any boy is going (laughs) to find porn. Are there any young mothers in the audience tonight? And here's the thing, and don't be fooled. He's going to, that young boy will remain a young boy for the rest of his life. And therefore, he will seek it out for the remainder of his life. Uh, Don't be surprised by it. It's going to happen. His father, as he just said, had a bedside table stash of it. Uh, I'm sure he only wishes he had more and a larger nightstand. Uh, but and his wife probably looks at a lot of anyway. Uh, the thing that is is harder is like, look, my son's going to find porn. Fine, I don't want him to find it too often. But here's the thing: I'm actually worried about is that. Wait, I want to let the record show yes. that Mr. Keckner has turned to face the audience to deliver this important insight. This is like some Hamlet shit right here. Maybe I've gotten bored. Listen. By the audience over here, because to me, everyone is one. Uh, I, I, I guess I, because it's a general concern. Maybe I'm seeking help from any psychologist or psychiatrist in the audience. Or young mothers. And Yes, or young mothers. Uh, is that it's going to give them a skewed eye. Because, here's the thing. When I was growing up and I had, we would find a pornography, it would only be a singular image of a woman's uh, form, right? Which on some... Fucked up paradigm, I can say that, oh no, I'm finding a way to appreciate and then hopefully uh, adore a woman's form. Sure, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a fresca. It is. But, no, a there, romantic there, the notion, idea, if you will. There is the ideation, right, that I adore a woman's 
body, and I, I do covet it because I'm a man, and all men do. Ladies, that's just it. You, you actually do rule the world. You do. A message um, to young mothers from David well, Keckner. No, to, to, to every, every woman in the world, and I do actually mean this. Uh, women do rule the world, but it's the, the thing that men create to take away that ruling power is the subjugation through pornography or whatever. But, and so here's my very narrow premise, and I know it's fucked up from the beginning. Um, and I know it's full of shit, but <laughs> look, if there's a singular woman who had disrobed, and I adore it, and I covet it, and I want it, that's a male thing. And, but there is the thing is, it is uh, beautiful to me, right? But on the internet now, it's all hardcore sex. So it removes that thing, and it becomes an object. And so that's the thing that I fear most, is that my son is going to see this thing that is only uh, usury of a woman, and it's only a thing to be had and to be discarded, really. Uh, and that's really horrifying to me. And what's even more horrifying is the number of women, and even younger women, that engage in this You know what I'm worried business. about? Yeah, what? In all sincerity, MySpace bullying. MySpace I've heard a lot about it. Very concerned. MySpace what? MySpace okay. bullying. Bullies on MySpace driving people to suicide. <laughs> young people. Young mothers, even. I detect... Uh, only, only, and I, I'm not sure, only the slightest hint of sarcasm. Do you guys want to play a game? Yes. Okay. I'm serious about that. This and is, I, this watch, is. Be watchful. I've is, seen this, <laughs> the eyes of this city. What is it, the face of this city? Yeah. Do you know I bought Watchmen for my son because I didn't know it was such a graphic novel. He's 10. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. And you know what? It, it's the thing. It's a comic uh, book, mothers. right? I'm still talking to young mothers. Sure. Um, it's always a challenge to get a young boy to read. And I thought, fuck it, comic books, man. He digs comic books. I'm going to buy a graphic novel, which has been voted one of the greatest graphic novels in the history of graphic novels. So I sit down and start reading it to him. Oh, were you doing all the voices? Were you doing all the voices? <laughs> I thought I was going to. I mean, it's so fucked up. <laughs> Within two pages, I was like, I'm sorry, son. I'm not going to read this to you. I've made a mistake. <laughs> wow. I mean, there is prostitution and someone thrown to their death in the first page and a half. It's goddamn. But he was hooked. Okay. Right. Here's the game, gang. We're going to need two, uh, two players from the audience, and I'm going to let uh, Dave and Jordan are going to be competing against each other, and I'm going to let you guys choose your own partners here. Uh, from the folks that you can see yeah, in the audience. Yeah, I want to get some, and I want to get some real, like a real super duper kind of Portland local. Uh, is, is anybody super interested in playing a game with us? Uh, if you raise a hand. Is the fighting guy still here? Yeah, and uh, David, while I'm doing this, just to keep these in things interesting, um, had any good food while you're here? Yeah, actually, uh, all of it. Just down the street. What street is it, the main drag here? Dave's at, uh, Jordan's headed out into the audience. We were at, um, gosh darn it, what is it? Firestone? Fire you got somebody back there, Jordan? Fireside. Burnside. Brewery. Bridgeport, thank you. Bridgeport, excellent. Uh, there's a pizza joint down the street. Excellent. Okay, um, we got somebody. This place right here, McTiernan's. Hair's not long enough. There's no I, I, no right beside. Yeah, right yeah. There have you go. a seat. Have a seat. There's no uh, beard and uh, not a shaggy mane. Dave, have you have you chosen uh, somebody? Do I get to choose? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Get to I'll, I'll get to know my yourself. I'll get to know my partner. Yes, sir. Uh, What's your name? Uh, yes, sir. Evan? Had your hand up initially. Yes, sir. You, yes, sir. 
Come on up. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. I don't know what this is, but we're going to fucking win. <laughs> now, you guys are Dave. You might want to pull your microphone out it's and, Rob. and, gonna, and share, share it. Yeah, awesome. Hello, I'm Rob. Uh, Evan, Evan how, old, how old a fella are you? 13. 13? Uh, Evan's, uh, you have a, you have, your hand is covered in hand stamps. Uh, you've been, you've had a pretty wild weekend then. <laughs> Let it be known that Evan made some sort of fuck you gesture. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I feel bad saying uh, saying fuck you in front of you, but I guess you've sat through I this hear whole it thing every till... day. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! What's going on? What do you say? Uh, he says, "I hear it every day." Look, uh, because of the internet. Yes, we're we're lucky to have an expert here. If there were any young mothers out there in the audience, <laughs> Dave, I would say, "Why is your son here?" <laughs> but I'm reminded this. that if I looked at the program earlier, this is an all-ages show. Yeah, absolutely. Rob, are you are you all your Portlander as well? Uh, yes, I have lived here my whole life. Okay, great. Well, we, these are the two teams for this game. Uh, this game is called uh, Dog Breed, Dungeons and Dragons Monster, or some shit we made up. Dog breed, Dungeons and Dragons monster, or some shit we made up. Now this is uh, better than uh, some NPR show. What's that called? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, don't tell me. Yes. Yes. Thrown in with Garrison Keeler. If the uh, the banjo player would come in now, I would fucking love it. Sorry. If only we had Puzzle Young Master man. Will Shorts here. Oh, I wouldn't pitch such a tent. Um. Uh, so here's how the game is going to be played. I'm going to give each team a set of three names. One of them will be a real dog breed. One of them will be a real Dungeons & Dragons monster from the 2002 rulebook. And one of them will be a nonsense word or phrase that I made up. Um, and your job will be to pick which is which, uh, tell us, and I will tell you if you are correct. Of course, the team with the most points at the end uh, will get to eat some of this weird Russian candy that a listener gave me this morning. <laughs> the team that loses uh, will also will have, have to, have to do that. some of that sure. weird Russian candy. Uh, thank you to Casey for bringing the weird Russian candy. Okay, I'm going to start with you, Dave and Rob, right? Rob, Dave and Rob. Okay, here are your three phrases. Alpine docks break. That's Alpine docks break. But, B-H-U-T, but. <laughs> nice. And Vart Stinker. Vart Stinker. So your three choices are Alpine docks break. Butt and Vart Stinker. Which is a dog breed, which is a monster, and which is some shit I made up? You said the 2002 manual? That's 2002, correct. Oh, God. We're using both the monster manual and the fiend's folio. <laughs> Biggest applause we've got yet. Boo. I'm talking to you guys. Do we need to name uh, yeah. each one correctly? You, named, you need to name each one correctly to get a point. Okay, sir, could you start with the last um, made-up name? Vart Stinker was the last one. The choices are Alpine Docks Break, Butt, and Vart Stinker. They're consulting. 
Uh, we do agree, Rob? I agree, um, yes. We believe the very first Alpine Docks break is a made-up name. Okay, but... We don't get the answer until the end? No, you don't find you gotta, out until the end. to name all three. to name all three. Uh, the but, we believe, is Dungeons & Dragons. Vart Stinker. Dog breed. Incorrect, unfortunately. Oh, yes. On all three? Alpine Docks Break is a real dog breed. A butt is a monster from Dungeons and & Dragons. And Vart Stinker is some shit I made up. It's, okay, it's so... too obvious. We thought you were... This goes to Jordan and... Was it Evan? Evan, yeah. Uh, Jordan and Evan. Okay, here are your three words or phrases. Minor Dubledore, Brussels Griffin... And Shadow Mastiff. Uh, that's Minor Dubledore, Brussels Griffin, and Shadow Mastiff. And I'll give you guys a moment to consult with each other. I only wish there was a buzzer we could buzz in. But clearly, this is a, you, you've, you, you've uh, weighted okay. the categories towards your friend. Yep. <laughs> oh, like yeah, like that one's easy. This one's easy. Uh, sorry, Evan. Evan, are you a Dungeons and Dragons player? Speaking to the mic. Um, my friends are. I just... Okay. I picked up one of the I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> okay, yes, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to start with Minor Dubledore. And I think. Uh, Mastiff Dog. Dubledore made up. What's the other one? What's Brussels it? Griffin. We're, we're, we can't do a call in. This is not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is not Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. As much we're as I want from, to be, we're the... playing for Kathy from Tulsa, who will get Jesse Thorne's voice on her home answering machine. Um, okay, Minor Dubledore. Okay, Minor Dubledore. Uh, monster. Okay, Brussels Griffin. Made up. Shadow Mastiff. Dog. How do you feel about that, Evan? Sure. Yeah. Incorrect. Minor Dubledore. A minor Dubledore is some shit I made up. I Brussels it. Griffin is a real kind of dog, and Shadow Mastiff is a monster from the Monster's Manual. Listen, dude, hold on. You're gonna give me that I knew it shit. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you actually know it, fucking be a good team member. Uh, I can grow a mustache, so you know. <laughs> Mine's coming in, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go. It we're is. gonna go now to Dave and Rob. Here are we here are your, your three: Yeth Hound, Russian Pooter, and Komondor. That's Yeth Hound, <laughs> Russian Pooter, and Komondor. I'll give you just a moment to discuss it among yourselves. <laughs> People are leaving. They've got more comedy Probably to say. Some... One more time, sir, please. Okay, Russian Yeth Pooters. Hound, Russian Pooter, and Komondor. That's the first time I've noticed active, active leaving. That Pooter word is fake. Okay, let's, uh, we're going to start with Yeth Hound. Uh, it is a real breed. Okay, Russian Pooter. Fake. Komondor. Clearly from the manual. Incorrect, oh. unfortunately. <laughs> a Yeth Hound is a real monster. A Russian Pooter is some shit that I just made up. So I'm going to give you one point for that. And Komondor is a kind of dog. Okay. I hope to never see it. You, ha you guys have, to get, <laughs> you guys have to get one of these correct okay. for a tie, or you have to get all of them correct to win the Russian candy. Uh, floral Spectre, 
Jackalware, and Valhund. That's Floral Spectre, Jackalware, and Valhund. That's a W pronounced as a V, folks. Oh, come on! Yeah. I think the floral... We get the, lang- the language of origin? <laughs> Leading the witness. Okay. It uh, looks like there's a prayer circle going on on the far side of the stage uh, with Dave and Rob. An all-male prayer circle. <laughs> Wait for the review. <laughs> um, okay, first one, let's say that. We'll decide, on that. we'll decide one by one. Okay. Floral Spectre. What do you think? I'm going to give you the call on this one. Take the shot. Don't, Evan, don't this is all about mouth, you. Unless you know what the shot is. The worst thing Coffee that can is happen for closers, is Evan. Coffee is for closers only. Monster. Nice. Jackalware. That's made up. We're That's some made shit up. you made up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't cuss. Valhund. It's dog, right? Dog. Dog. A floral specter is some shit I made up. What? A jackalware is a real monster, but a Valhund is a real kind of dog. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Something happened. We've An got- outcome, perhaps. It's a tie. Here's, here's the tiebreaker. Here's the tiebreaker. This is for either of you, lightning round. Three questions. Dire rhinoceros. Made up. Incorrect. Otterhound. Dog. Real. Correct. Bronson's Mo- Pin Show. Monster. Made up. Monster. Made Cousin up. Larry. Monster. <laughs> Stranger. And we all win! <laughs> Our thanks to uh, Dave that Keckner. That's the show! Our thanks to James Adonia, Adomian as Gary Busey. Thanks, thank thanks you, to thank these you. guys. Thanks to Casey for the candy. We have been the Monsters of Podcasting. You've probably figured this out, but our ability to do this show, to tour, to do The Sound of Young America, to support MaximumFun.org is all based on whether or not you step up to the plate and give us a bit of money. We're not talking about a huge amount of money, just a couple bucks a month. Visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. And of course, when you do, you'll get all kinds of cool stuff back. Most importantly, though, you'll get that warm, fuzzy feeling every time you listen, knowing that you're listening to something that you support. See you next week on Jordan, Jesse, Go!